done for me, but when I sing that song, I'm thinking about the goodness of the Lord and what he has done for me. Hallelujah, how he's kept me, how he's protected me, how he's provided for me. In the times when I didn't have anything, God was right there. When, when I couldn't find anybody else to rely on and to depend on, God was right there. And it's because of him that I am here. Amen. So when I sing that song, when I think about it, it's a very simple song. But when I get the opportunity to praise him, I owe him all of the praise. I owe him all of the glory. I owe him all of the honor. Brother DeMuth, if you would come, please, sir. He's going to help me with something here. I'm going to pass this around. And the only thing I need is for everyone, there will be a pen with it. I need everyone to just go ahead and sign this. Just print your name. Just follow the instructions that's on the paper, if you will. I just need everybody to go ahead and participate in this. I will forewarn you that the service this morning is just a little unorthodox. And the only one that's tracking right now is Jesus. So for those of you, your first time here, I wanted to make sure I put that disclaimer out there. So you realize that there is a point to what we are doing today. So as this is going around, again, just please follow the instructions that's that's on here. And for the sound engineer, curveball has been thrown, not by myself. So I apologize, but then I don't because it's God's doing, not mine. Amen. So I want to just kind of say a few words while this clipboard is going around and uh, and then we will go on. Everybody knows who Jesus is, right? Yeah. Jesus is so awesome. Just print and and follow the instructions. Jesus is so awesome. <clears throat> Amen. Jesus is loving and kind. He loves us so much that he gave his life for us over 2,000 years ago. Today, we don't have to worry about anything because he paid the price for our sins. All we have to do is believe in him. He cares about us. He does not want any evil to harm us. Jesus is a strong defense. He will lift up a barrier to protect us when Satan and his crew try to bully us. He is also a provider. He will supply us with peace and joy. 
He will provide us with shelter from the storms. Jesus is full of mercy. He is a God of grace. He will bless us even when we do not deserve it. He'll forgive us if we sin. He will lift us up if we fall down. He'll wash all of our boo-boos and bandage all of our cuts and wounds. He'll wipe away our tears and comfort us when we're hurting. He will be there for us to run to no matter what. Jesus is so awesome. He's so precious. He's so kind. I just love him so much. Amen. As this clipboard is going around, I just want you to bow your heads and and pray with me for this message. Thank you, Jesus, for this word that we have received this morning about how loving and how kind you are. We appreciate all that you do for us and You know, we're just so glad that you're always there for us, no matter what, no matter where we go, no matter what we do. You're always there for us. As some would say, you have our back and we appreciate that. And uh, we ask that you would just help us to remember how much you love us. In Jesus name. Amen. Now, for those of you who might be under the illusion that this is the entire message. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but we have more today. Luke chapter 6, verses 44 through 49. I don't have a lot to say. I don't even have a fancy topic for the message for today. But I really feel it in my spirit. God is trying to speak to his people. And I would encourage you to open your ears and open your hearts to what God has to say. Luke chapter 6, verses 44 through 49. I'm going to give you some time to turn to it. We still got folks filling this thing out. All right, all right, all right. When you have it, say amen. For every tree is known by his own fruit. You know, I'm so glad for the Sunday school message, this discipleship class that we had this morning. What an uh, awesome message about how God requires things from the heart. And uh, such a confirmation to what I believe God was leading me to talk about this morning. So some of this stuff, a lot of stuff might be redundant to you. But. As some would say, God only repeats himself when you're not listening the first time. (laughs) 
Every tree is known by his own fruit, for of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. Sound familiar? For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. And why call ye me Lord? Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built an house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth and against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. Father, we come before you once again in prayer and we do thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. We're simply asking, oh God, that you would do your work that you've already begun in this place. Lord, let us speak the words, oh God, that you desire for us to know. Let our hearts be receptive, oh God, to your message and to your word, that you may be glorified in all things. We thank you, oh God, and we praise you for victory in Jesus' name. And all of God's people say, Amen. You may be seated. So what is the point? What is the point of this service? Why did you go out of your way to get out of bed, get dressed, and drive to this facility on a Sunday morning? I'm sure it had nothing to do with the speaker because I hate to disappoint you, but I'm no Pastor Parker. But why are you here? Did you come with the intention of being entertained with a few songs and music? Did you come with the intention of hooking up with someone? Maybe you're here because you're looking to get a fix. An emotional high that you hope will relieve the pain of guilt from sins you are unwilling to give up. Could this be your pious attempt to check the block? Could this be an opportunity for you to come and spectate? The bottom line reason why some of us continue to deal with a lot of the issues in our lives is because we have not fully submitted ourselves to Christ. It is important for God's people to understand wherever you are in your relationship with God, it's important to understand that just because you come to the facility does not mean that you're doing God any favors. Just because you show up and you put your name on the attendance roster doesn't mean that that's all that's required of you from God. Are you listening to me? 
The Bible talks about it. He says, the people draw nigh to me with their lips. They are honoring me with their lips. They make the proclamation, a verbal proclamation. And even on the outside, they look a certain way. They give some type of presentation that they are connected to me. But he says their hearts People of God, it's time to stop playing church. Is it really worth it, like a drug addict, to come in and just get a feeling and then leave with an emotional high, but you really haven't experienced a true change? You look the look and you're talking the talk, but what's going on on the inside? Because, yes, man looks on the outward appearance, but God is dealing with the matters of the heart. Do you not understand that to be the church is not just about a place that you attend? It's not about your organization. We become so loyal to the wrong things when God is saying, in all your loyalty, you're still missing me. So it's no wonder why you can't even give me a praise that I deserve. Your casual approach in my house, when you've come in, you've come in with your attitude and your baggage and you won't even give it up. But you want me to bless your mess. God is speaking to his people. We heard it this morning, but if you think for a second that you're just going to breeze on into heaven without giving up something out of your life for the sake of Christ, you have gotten it mistaken. God is requiring something from his people. He wants substance Are we going to be like Cain and just offer him up anything and expect him to receive it and accept it? Half-hearted praise. Well, I'll open my mouth sometimes, Pastor, but I won't open it if I really don't feel like it. I'll rejoice sometimes, but there are moments when I got to hold back on Christ. I will give my life and obey his word sometimes when it's convenient for me. But in other times, I've got to do my own thing. Part of the problem with our society today is we become so self-sufficient that we have literally put God as a part of our agenda instead of centering our agenda and our program around God. We have institutionalized God. And we have reduced him to schedules and programs. I'm going to church because it's time to go to church, not because I'm looking for God to do something in my life. Then what is the purpose for coming? Why do you go to a friend's house? You're looking to fellowship and commune with them. 
So what's different about coming to the house of God? Did you come out of obligation because you didn't want to feel bad? You didn't want nobody talking about you because you were a member and so you got to come? Is that your reason for coming to the house of God? Why do you come? Why do you make the effort to get up on Sunday morning and come to the house of God if you're not going to engage God? Maybe you're looking to have an affair so you can leave and then go about your business and not have to worry about a commitment to God. What is your purpose? You think you're fooling God? You're in your mess. You want God to turn it around, but you won't give it up. Do you understand that when you come before God, God is not looking for you to come perfectly. He's just looking for you to come with everything that you have and give it to him. But what's happening is we'll put it aside so that we can feel better about where we are. And then when it's time to leave, we'll take the same mess that we just set aside. Some people are trying to save themselves. Let me let me dispel this myth right now. You can't save yourself. We don't have the ability, nor were we designed to do it on our own. For all those folks that keep talking about believing in yourself and searching in yourself, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Because if you could save yourself, if it was inside of you, you wouldn't need God to begin with. Stop trying to do it on your own. You're trying to give up those addictions on your own. But God says, give it to me. You're trying to bring about transformation in your own life, in your own ability, in your own power. And it's not your power that brings about the change, but it's by his power. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. People of God, please understand time is running out. And now is not the time to try to subside and try to, you know, ease on in. Folks are trying to appease their feelings and appease their lives, chasing after the wrong things. It's great if you have an education, but at the end of the day, your education holds no weight when it's time to stand before the righteous judge. Oh, you think because you came to church and they took attendance and your name was on it, you think that your name is going to be in the book of life. I hate to disappoint you, but some names may not make it in the book. The question is, what are you going to do? What are you doing about coming to church? Does it just stop with the pews? Are you being entertained because the man of God is sweating blood and and, and just trying to pour out the word of God and... Well, that was a good sermon. What did he preach about? I don't have a clue, but it sounded good. He screamed and yelled in the mic for about 30, 45 minutes. Thought I was going to pass out. Then I was glad when he said, let's all stand, because I knew the benediction was coming, and it was time to go so we can go eat. But what did you get? What's the point? And can I speak to young people? 
you better stop letting the devil deceive you. Having you believe that you can't do nothing for God because of your age. Age was never a, a requirement to do something for God. Young people, do you understand what's taking place right now? The reason why you're facing the challenges in your life is because that's been the enemy's agenda all along. You're in those schools, but you don't realize the real warfare that's taking place. It's not the people, but it's a spiritual battle that's happening, and the enemy desires to destroy your soul. So for every agenda that's being pushed right now in the classrooms, it's the enemy trying to get a hold of your mind while you're still impressionable so he can mislead you and destroy your life. The devil is a liar. Just because you're young don't mean you can't, can't be used by God. God has a work for you even at the age that you're at right now. What's the purpose? What's the point? Just because you've reached a certain age, you think it's over? You have already written yourself off as being dead. And God said, I'm still giving you life. Why won't you work for me? Why won't you do what I'm calling you to do? You ready to throw in the towel because you got a few... Pains and aches in your body? God says, I'm still at work. I'm still trying to produce something in my people. But I'm tired of watching my people come before me day after day and week after week and leaving in the same condition. God did not give his life on the cross for you to leave defeated in any situation. But God says you can be an overcomer. It is not God's desire for any of his people to be destroyed. But you've got to want this thing. You can't do it on your own, but you've got to come to some point where you say, God, I'm, trying, I'm tired of trying to fix it on my own. I give everything to you. I've tried time and time again to pick up all the pieces and all the samples and all the debris trying to put it together and make sense out of my life. All the things that have happened in my life. But I fail time and time again. Nothing but disappointments. People that have let me down time and time again. And all the while Jesus is saying, why don't you give yourself to me? Why don't you turn yourself over to me? Why don't you give me all the pieces? Why are you still driving yourself insane trying to put it all together yourself? Now see, some of you are sitting right here and I'm going to tell you right now, you don't play with God. Don't you turn a deaf ear to the voice of God. I don't care how you feel about what's being said. Understand that God is reaching out to you. He loves you and he cares about you. That's why he wants you to know the truth. I'm not satisfied, he says. 
I'm not pleased just because you do a few things that make you feel good. I'm trying to make a difference in your life. While you're living defeated, he says, I want to give you power. Power to overcome the enemy. Why are you running from the enemy? Why are you tortured? Sickness is in your body. Why aren't you claiming your healing yourself? Where's your faith and your belief? Why aren't you calling out? Why are you defeated? Why are my people giving into the things of this world? Some folks have not even devoted themselves to the church. Well, you know, church is just terrible. You can't trust any leaders. You know, there's all kinds of scams going on, all kinds of things going on. I refuse to have a church. You know, I may go to a church every now and then, but I don't need a church because I've got a personal relationship with God. You better stop listening to the lies of the devil. The church was designed by God, not man. And I don't care what man does to misuse what God has created. It does not take away from what God has put in place. Let's stand. I forewarned you that it would be unorthodox. But I can tell you right now that as I'm standing here, I can feel such a flow, and I know I'm not the only one in this place that is feeling God provoking and pronging and poking at your heart. Saying, it's enough. It's enough just coming. It's enough with the foolishness and the mess. We can have a thousand programs and still see people go to hell. It's not enough just to have a schedule and an itinerary. It's not enough just to sing songs and play good music. It's not even enough to know a ton of scriptures. God is not impressed because you know a bunch of scriptures. God is saying, I'm trying to call your heart to something. Some people are so wrapped in their traditions that they won't ever get to anywhere in any place in God. God has brought you out of something and you're holding so close to those traditional things. And it's eating away at your relationship with God. God is saying, I'm not impressed with those things. All I'm looking for is for my people to give their hearts and their lives totally to me. Brothers and sisters, hear me when I say this. Some of you right now under the sound of my voice, you are bound. You are shackled and you know it in your heart. You know the things that you are dealing with. We're not even going to play any music right now. Because we don't need music for the spirit of God to operate. But if you want a change in your life, you're tired of the status quo. You're tired of trying to put on a facade and make people believe that you're something that you're not. You're going to have to make the decision. Every eye closed. I'm not foolish enough to believe that there are no carnality, no presence of carnality in the place. 
We're going to afford whoever it is, wherever you are, the opportunity. We're going to afford you the opportunity to be real with yourself and God because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Are you willing to step out and say, God, I'm committing to you. I'm tired of just having an affair and an encounter every now and then. But I want to commit to you wholeheartedly. Is there anyone that wants us to pray? If you don't have the Holy Ghost today, you need to come on down. I want to pray with you. We want to pray with you. Now is not the time to play around with God. God is looking to change lives. He's looking to save souls. He's looking to deliver. He's looking to make you whole. But you've got to make that decision. I don't care where you are, young or old. Now is the time to make that decision. Make up in your mind right now. Yes, Lord. I'm done playing. I'm done running. I'm done trying to take control of my own life and my own destiny. God, I'm giving it to you. This may not be everybody, but it applies to somebody. It's your choice. But if you're making up in your mind, you're going to have to step out. And you're going to have to allow God to move in your life. The choice is yours. We're opening the altars. Don't wait for the music. Don't wait for a specific cue. Don't wait for somebody. It's your choice. This is up to you. This is between you and God. Will you still continue in the same state? Will you still stay shackled? Is it worth you being destroyed over? The choice is yours. God is here. God has never left. He's been waiting on you. But will you make the choice? Come on, brothers. Come on, sisters. Come on, young people. What are you going to do? Did you just come for just one, just to, just to kind of get a feel good? Are you looking for God to move in your life? Some of you right now are standing there and you are going back and forth. You are debating with God even right now in your heart. You know that you need to come forward, but you're not willing to come forward because you're too prideful. You're rejecting God right now as he's calling you. In the day that you hear his voice, the Bible says, harden not your hearts. This is not the time to reject God. This might be your last warning. This might be your last time. What are you going to do? God says, I want to make a difference in my people's lives. I don't want to see them destroyed. I don't want to see crazy things happening to them. I don't want the enemy trying to torture them and deceive them. But I'm not going to force myself on my people. He's calling you. And you know it. He's calling you, but he wants you to come out. Come out.